0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. We're going to be talking about a few sports topics in the world today. The first topic we're going to be talking about is the 76ers and how the trade of Tobias Harris has completely elevated the Sixers as the top contenders for the NBA Finals. Well, when it comes to the Eastern Conference, of course, they're not the the top overall. That still belongs to the Golden State Warriors. Secondly, we're going to be talking about whether or not the Lakers will have a shot at making the playoffs. Right now, they're 28-28, and, and they just got blown out by the uh, 76ers, 143-120. Uh, to 120. And thirdly, we're going to be talking about the Celtics. Are the Celtics in disarray, and is Brad Stevens as good as what everyone previously thought? First of all, the 76ers are coming. In the, score, in the story, in the discussion, these guys are legitimate title contenders. You got Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Jimmy buckets, JJ Reddick, and Ben Simmons. You got four star, you got four all-star caliber players and you have a legitimate 3-point shooting machine in JJ Reddick Only the Golden State Warriors match the t- the talent that the uh 76ers have. But a lot of that talent can somewhat... You don't always have to have the best talent to win games. Sometimes it comes to schemes. Sometimes it comes to uh, who's on your team. And and sometimes it comes to how your coach schemes against the most talented team. When you look at last year, the Celtics. The Celtics had a more complete and overall team than LeBron James and Cavaliers. But But the Cavaliers had LeBron James. So as, as talented as the Celtics were with uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, a uh, Jason Tatum, a uh, Terry Rozier, who all had wonderful numbers, they didn't have LeBron James. LeBron James is one of the greatest ba- basketball players this world's ever seen. And, uh, as talented as the Celtics were, they couldn't beat him. So the Raptors, the Celtics, they legitimate, teams that could stop the 76ers from reaching the Eastern Conference Championship and ultimately going to the NBA Finals to face, ultimately, the Golden State Warriors, who will eventually win it. But talking about the Eastern Conference makes the NBA fun again because you get to see 4-5. You get to see a talented team that loves to play basketball and that can not only score on the inside, but score on the outside. It's beautiful basketball. These last two games have been incredible. And um, we really get to see the emergence of a J.J. Redick, who's been able to have some space available open to him because Tobias Harris is such an efficient shooter. Joel Embiid has thrived. Uh, he scored 37 against the Lakers, who were no match for him on the inside, uh, which is actually a shame because the, the, the Lakers have always been a, a place where they would have a dominant center. That's one thing. And now, now granted, the center position is not the same that it was, that it once was, but the Lakers always had centers from the George Mikens to the Kareem abdul Bars to Shaquille O'Neal's. They've always had legitimate great centers. And Will Chamberlain, how can I not forget? How can I, how could I forget about Will Chamberlain? And so they had, they've always had great dominant centers. And so for them to get dominated like that, uh, I believe that's one of the things that the Lakers need to develop, even though we're in an era where there's positionless basketball. We see guys like Joel Embiid and Marcus Cousins who are still, they're, they're still centers and they're their represent, representation of what the center position can be. Um, now, when it comes to the, uh, I first want to give credit to uh, Elton Brand, a former player himself who's now the general manager of uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. He's done an incredible job of getting the right talent. The process is over. Joel Embiid, uh, he was originally the process. I call him the process. But I think that he's the process because he was the best player the 76ers got out of it. But the process was really where the Sixers were just tanking for years and years and years to get the best players. They missed out on a couple. They mishandled a couple. They mishandled Jaleel Okafor. They did. And with the injury and, and with Markel Fultz always being injury prone, they weren't able to use him. And so they had a few, they had a couple of busts, little bumps in the road, but they decided to get end the, the process and start something different. So they ultimately traded for Jimmy Butler and uh, they also traded for Tobias Harris. And now we see a team that's got a legit chance to win the Eastern Conference Championship. Now they do have... Uh they do have some people, like I was saying earlier, with the uh, Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors obviously have Kawhi Leonard, one of the top five best players in the NBA. They have Kyle Aubrey, and They have uh, Serge Ibaka, uh, Pascal Siakam, who's had an incredible season this year. And with the recent acquisition of Marcus Marc Gasol, they have a legitimate center. Now, he's not the same that he once was. But I believe that his game will be elevated, um, not to the same level, but to a level where it's at least competitive against Joel Embiid when they do match in the playoffs. Now for the Celtics, the Celtics are another story. The Celtics, they could be a legit threat to the 76ers only if they get it together. I believe that there's too much drama surrounding the Kyrie Irving, the fact that he doesn't he doesn't know whether or not he'll sign with the Celtics. And he's injury prone. And I just wonder how many, you know, they only have one basketball. and They have a lot of guys who are hungry and talented. So we'll see how that plays out. But when it comes to the Raptors and the Sixers, I think it's going to be a six game series when they do meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. I believe that the Boston Celtics will ultimately lose in the second round. But I believe that it's going to be a in the Eastern Conference Championship, uh, it's going to be four to two because it's going to be a game of talent. If Brent Brown can outcoach Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse is an incredible uh, first-year coach for the Toronto Raptors. But the Raptors have to win now because they do not know whether or not Kawhi Leonard will continue to. Be there next year. Will he sign long term? No one knows. That's the key. That's the reason why the Raptors have been playing so well because they traded away their best player in DeMar DeRozan f- because they wanted to win now. Despite not knowing whether or not Kawhi Leonard would re-sign with them, so they have to attempt to win now. The Raptors have never been to the NBA Finals before, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think they'll they'll continue. Unfortunately, they'll continue to have that streak because. Uh, I don't see anyone stopping the 76ers, especially what I've seen the last two games. Because boy, oh boy, those guys can play. And so, just want to let everyone know we'll be right back. But here's a word from our sponsor. With Valentine's Day being just three days away, you can get 50% off with the Mary Kay purchase. If you're interested in giving a gift to your significant other, email anessa at marykay.com. That's anessa, A-A-N-E-S-S-A, at marykay.com. Welcome back to the let's Talk sports with Tim McCain. The next topic is will the will the Lakers and the, their young core get to the playoffs. The Lakers will absolutely get to the playoffs um right now they're twenty eight and twenty eight uh, but I believe that they'll get to the playoffs because they have LeBron James and because these young players know that it's a business it's not just a family. I believe that these young players really believe that the Lakers. Cared about them, that the Lakers were were where they were like, well, you have time and you can you can make mistakes and stuff like that. The whole making mistakes thing is gone. It's over. It was over when LeBron James signed that contract. LeBron James is trying to win right now, and when he was injured, when he had that groin, when he had that groin injury, and he was out for five weeks. That was a time when this young Lakers core—the Kyle Kuzma's, the Lonzo Ball's, the Brandon Ingram's, the Josh Hart's, the Zubats—was supposed to to dominate and win games. But they lost games. They lost. They lost games to some of the worst teams in the NBA. They literally went from a fourth seed to a tenth. To tenth. You cannot. It was an audition. You cannot lose that many games. It was literally an audition to see who was going to stay and who was going to go while LeBron tries to bring a championship to L.A. That's why Kyle Kuzma is going to stay. Now, he would, he would have been gone if the Pelicans would have made that trade offer, which was actually the right one, because all those guys would have had something to prove being traded. And they said, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to trade us. For guy averages 25, and we can, all of us, we could score over 25 combined. Going to trade us for one player? The Lakers were going to trade the farm. The Pelicans, I believe, made a horrible mistake by not trading for this young core. Uh, because I believe this young core will develop into something special. Including, uh, especially... Uh, Lonzo and Kyle Kuzma, yeah, especially Kyle Kuzma. I like Lonzo Ball. He's got he's got promise, but he's got to work on his jump shot and he's got to work on his free throw shooting. Brandon Ingram, he's got to work on his built. He's got to work. He's got to get stronger, and he's got to become more aggressive. Same thing for Lonzo because Kyle Kuzma, if anything, Kyle Kuzma is a legitimate three, three type player. He'll be the top third player on a championship team. Because he's a guy that has instant offense. The other players, they have something to prove. They they got to the, everybody's got something to prove now. This is a business. This is what this trade did. This is what the trade talks did. The trade talks showed these young Lakers team that the Lakers organization is no longer a family. Lonzo, you're not the face of the Lakers anymore. Magic changed his mind. He changed his mind. And so for Lonzo and the big baller brand, they really have to go at it and try to fight. In my opinion, they have to fight. They have to fight to the finish and say, hey, look, our livelihood, our stake of being in the NBA is at risk. And everything, the music, the, the TV show, everything else is secondary. Winning. At all cost, performance on the court is what matters. I'm seeing what LaMelo Ball is doing in high school. He's tearing it up. But with his father making outlandish uh, statements about uh, Coach Walton being fired, deservedly so sometimes, because, you know, some people question whether or not Luke Walton has control of that locker room, whether or not they believe in him, whether or not they can win under him. Those are some questions that I'm not sure Luke has... Quite answered just yet, to be honest. Um, and Lavar might have Lavar has some honest honest points, but to have your father call for the head coach's job is not a good look. It's not a good look. Now Lavar might sound like a good look, but when it comes to other teams and stuff like that, it it's only a good look for LeVar if Lonzo shows up. This is where Alonzo's got to be the type of player that says, you know what, I got to play beyond what my father says. And Brandon Ingram, he's got to play beyond what the critics have said and what they're now saying. Which they did say that he was a guy like Kevin Durant. Now they're saying that he's not that good. So Brandon Ingram and Alonzo Ball have something to prove. They got to play hard. This is a business. And this trade talk showed it. I believe they'll make the playoffs because they know that they have to. Because they don't, they'll leave L.A. And there's no place in the basketball world like L.A. And so I believe they look at that and they're like, look, we got to make something happen. So I think this will actually benefit the Lakers. The next topic I want to talk about is the Boston Celtics. Now, the Boston Celtics have, have won. They, they, before they blew a 28-point uh, uh, game where they lost recently yesterday. They and then they also had a game where they had Rajon Rondo, a former Celtic, uh, beat them in the Garden with the buzzer beater. They were on a, they were on a ten game winning streak. They were they were playing well, but there was there was some comments after their recent loss by their one of their leaders Marcus Morris, who said that it that it's not fun to win teammates that he 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 said that there were no teammates that there were individuals on the team and there's 26 games left i'm not i'm not sure if if they'll ever find i think they'll play well but i don't think they'll play well enough to make real noise in the playoffs this team is in shambles and it's really sad to see because this team was supposed to be a team that was going to make it Make some serious noise, but you got all these young players who believe that they're, you got a lot of these young players who think that, that is, that is their time to shine. That they're the reason that, hey, look, we, we don't need Kyrie. We don't need Gordon Hayward. We made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without you. Well, you know what? With all that talent, you couldn't beat LeBron James, and no one else. LeBron, I mean, look, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, they're legitimate champions, but they're not great players. They're decent players. All that talent on the Celtics team, and they still couldn't get past LeBron. That tells you the greatness of LeBron, but it also tells you that the players on the Celtics, they, aren't not, they, they weren't superstars. So they talk about, so, so we talk about them being the most talented team and they're talented. They're very young and they're very hungry and they want something. They want to prove something. But the fact of the matter is, is that you got a bunch of young guys who think that they can be stars, but their numbers have suffered. Look, you got to go in line and, and play to the finish. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they got to fight. And I know that Kyrie is ball dominant. He is. And, he he might for him, will the Celtics be better if Kyrie were gone? Ultimately, I think not. But I think it would help the development of Jason and Jalen long term. I think short term it affects the Celtics. Long term, I believe it helps the development of of a, of a Jalen Brown and a uh, a Jason Tatum. Gordon Hayward doesn't work in their system, and I believe that personally that Brad Stevens works better with guys who aren't superstars. Because Kyrie is such a ball dominant player, he needs the ball in his hands to win games. But I'm not sure if that really helps the development of Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is a stud; he deserves to be. He's a legitimate star, and I think. And people are talking about him being better than Kyle Kuzma. Nobody's talking about him being better than Kyle Kuzma now. Nobody, nobody's talking about that. And it's because his numbers have regressed. He had, he hasn't been the same player, and a lot of that, unfortunately, has to do with the fact of. Of coaching. It isn't just Kyrie. It isn't just Kyrie. I can't put all the blame on Kyrie. Because Kyrie truly wants to win and he's a guy who's clutch. He's kinda like Kobe. If he was six foot six, six foot seven, man, oh man, he might be the best or the second best player in the league. It would be him and LeBron and KD. Period. Hands down. If Kyrie was just three inches taller, this man would be the a beast. He's a beast now. He's a beast now. He's a star now, but he'd be a superstar. He's, he's Kobe Bryant-esque. But the problem is, he's a, he's a point guard, and point guards are supposed to shoot and distribute the ball. And, and the fact of the matter is, the Celtics don't have a Draymond Green. And Kyrie doesn't play like a Steph Curry. He's not a spot-up shooter. Curry can, Curry can pass the ball, he can dribble the ball court, and he can guy who just, he, you set up a screen for him, he can shoot three. Kyrie doesn't play like that. And so, ultimately, I believe the Celtics, as talented as they are, I don't believe that they'll make it past the second round. I believe that they um, that Kyrie's going to leave. I believe he's going to go to New York, or possibly the Clippers. Probably not. Uh, I see Kawhi going to Clippers. Smaller. I, I I honestly believe that. The the New York Knicks should get Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And if they don't get Kyrie, they get Kevin Durant. And then Dennis Smith Jr. can learn under him. And then Dennis Smith Jr. Because he had 31 um, the other night, which was incredibly impressive. That was a team that should have drafted Dennis Smith, hands down. Smith is a type of guy. He's an energy guy. He's a... He's a dunker. He's flashy. He's perfect for New York. New York would love him as long as well as Zion. Hopefully Zion gets drafted by New York. He would really help out the the NBA because the, the the Knicks. You know the crazy thing about the Knicks, everybody loves to play against the Knicks, but nobody plays in, nobody likes to play in a uniform in the Knicks. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, I want to say thank you uh, for everybody listening to Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Have a good one.